Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariyah on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillah. rahman rahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalatu wassalam ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyana wa Mawlana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Jazallahu anna Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ma huwa ahluhu. Jazallahu anna Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ma huwa ahluhu. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya arhamar rahimin. Ya Allah, we ask you to make this a beneficial gathering for all of our hearts, Ya Allah. We ask you to make this a gathering by which we become more cognizant of the hereafter and our journey to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to make this a gathering by which our hearts are changed by what we listen, Ya Allah. O Allah, make us of those who listen and follow the best of what we hear, insha'Allah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So today we're continuing our discussion on the journey of every soul. Every soul, the journey that every soul must take according to our Prophet Sallallahu teachings. Um, and everything that we'll go through after death until we reach into Jannah. Say insha'Allah. Insha'Allah until we reach Jannah. Uh, before we go forward, there are a few things um, that I want to kind of clarify and help us understand for the rest of this, this journey series, right? Um, I think it's important for us to understand the nature of sins, the nature of sins, and the consequence of sins. Uh, sins remove us from the presence of God. They remove us from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the only way we're able to get back to that mercy is to rid, rid ourselves of those sins, which is Tawbah, turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and so the one who does Tawbah, the one who asks Allah for forgiveness, the Prophet said clear, The one who asks Allah to forgive him or her sincerely is just like the person that has no sins whatsoever, completely gone. All of it is wiped away. Um, and so our responsibility, as we said last week, to man up and really realize and be real about the sins that we commit so that we can keep turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the one who does Tawbah, everything forgets those sins. The angels forget those sins. The book that it was written and it is erased from, the ground that a person did it on is gone from there. So that sin is completely gone. But the biggest problem that we have is many of us aren't true about the sins that we commit, so therefore we never make Tawbah for those sins. So it's about being real with yourself about the sins that you commit so that you can keep that account clear with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, there's another thing to understand. And I think this point will make this whole journey series make so much sense, sense to us. The second thing that the Prophet taught us is that any difficulty that we experience in this life 
And until we actually reach Jannah, any difficulty that we experience is expiation for some of the sins that we committed. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, like, sadness, worries, uh, like, losing something and finding it, even a thorn that pricks you, the Prophet said, this is expiation for sins that you've done. You know, like, the Prophet ﷺ, all right, this look good, but it's too hot now, all right, forget it. <laughs> My bad, sorry. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ, he gave the example, when someone is sick, what, what's the dua that we read when someone is sick? La ba'sa. Tahura, inshallah, it's, oh, don't worry, this is purifying you. This is purifying you. So the idea is that whatever we're going through of difficulties, that is expiation for sins. So in this life, how do we get rid of sins? The difficulties we go through automatically expiate sins. So much of what we do is just because I lost my keys. I read one hadith I've shared with you before that hatta, if you put your hand in your pocket and the thing you were looking for is in the other pocket, it's a bit of a hardship. Sins are forgiven for that. So subhanAllah, there's ways sins are being forgiven all the time. But here's the deal. The other thing that is a type of uh, expiation is the, the process of passing away and the day of judgment itself. Like in the beginning of this series, we talked about standing, how people will be standing before Allah for 70,000 years in their own sweat and they're, and they're waiting for judgment to begin. And all of that, the scholars say that is also expiation for sins. And so the reason I wanted to bring this up is because, first of all, I think we should all realize that this process of the day of judgment is also a process of expiating some of the sins that a person may have. But here's the main thing. I think all of us need to realize that we have opportunities now. And the reason why it gets so serious once Qiyamah begins is because we had every opportunity to avail ourselves of asking forgiveness, but we didn't do it. We didn't take that chance. We didn't take that opportunity, right? So that's the, the second thing I want to mention. The last thing, and then we'll start. I don't know how many know this, but this is something that is understood from our aqidah, our belief that not everyone whose home is Jannah will go there first. I'm going to say that again. Not everyone whose final place to be in their home is Jannah, not everyone whose final place is Jannah, heaven, will go there first. Some people who did not get the sins forgiven in the world, they didn't, it wasn't enough on the day of judgment, and it just wasn't forgiven by Allah, May Allah protect us. Say Amin. Some of those people may have to go to the hellfire in order to clean those sins off because those sins can't come into Jannah. But I'm going to say this. If we look at the hadith, the hadith tells us like Ramadan to Ramadan, expiation of sins. Walking to the masjid, how many steps did you take? Right? How many? Each step, a sin taken away. One salah ala nabi, sins taken away. Countless actions that are removing these sins it's important for us to understand that every opportunity we have, we have to um, take advantage of that. So with that said, we move on to the next stage of this journey. Okay, today what we will talk about. Today what we'll talk about is the separation of the munafiqeen or the hypocrites but from the believers on the day of judgment. So let's talk about this real briefly. Who were the munafiqeen or the hypocrites in the life of the Prophet ﷺ? These were people who externally showed faith. They externally showed that they were rolling with the believers. Yo, we with y'all. What time is Eid prayer? Like, we're there with you, right? What time is whatever? We're, we're there with you. But inside, there was no faith at all. 
They did it because economically and socially, it was a cool thing to do and I could get ahead. Now, these people in this world, they hang with us. They were praying with us. They were fasting with us. They were at iftar. We were chilling at their house. But you don't know what's in a person's heart. And so at this moment that we're going to talk about today, yo, the day of judgment is the day of, of fasl, which means it's the day where people are separated. Like in this dunya, like in this world, calling somebody out is awkward. We don't even, if like, if I was just to call out somebody like Makaira, yo, stand up. He'd be like, yo, chill out, bro. What's up? We don't like being called out. But what you have to realize is the day of judgment is the day of call out. That's the thing that's so scary about it. It is the day where you're going to be called out now for what was in the heart. So the munafiqeen are those people who outwardly they showed Islam, but inside they didn't believe at all. Now, inshallah, none of us are munafiqeen. But I will say this, though. Check this. Umar ibn Khattab. See, Hudayfa was the secret keeper of the Prophet, Hudayfa. And Hudayfa was even told the names of the munafiqeen, the hypocrites of Medina, by the Prophet, by name. So people used to watch Hudayfa. If Hudayfa went to the janazah, Umar would be like, yo, I'm going. All right. But if Hudayfa didn't go to the janazah and just laid back, Umar was like, I'm th we're, we ain't praying janazah today? Okay, cool. So one day, Umar went up to, up to Hudayfa, radiallahu anhum ajma'in, and he says, I just need to know, am I on that list? Y'all, who are we talking about? Umar Farooq, the one that the hadith, the prophet said, when you walk down the street, shaitan's on the other side. But the key is, he was so worried about his faith that he was suspect of, of his own self. You see what I'm saying? He was worried about his own self. So again, today we're going to be talking about this. And the reality is that hypocrisy means you don't even believe inside. You literally just fronting. But, but Omar was even worried about himself for that. Okay. Last week, what did we talk about? We talked about the pool of the Prophet Wasallam where some people who believe in the Prophet ﷺ will be walking up to that pool, that Hawdi Kothar, and they're going to get a drink. And when they go to get a drink, the angels will grab those people and pull them back. And the Prophet ﷺ is standing there looking at you, looking at this person. And the Prophet is saying, Ashabi, Ashabi, that's my man, that's my man, let him go. But the angels are like, stop, you can't interject here. You don't know what this guy did after you. And this person will be dragged off and he'll be taken off to the hellfire. We talked about that last week. Then we talked about the next part of the journey where everyone, every person from the first of Adam to the last of Adam, the children of Adam, all of these people will be gathered and each person will go after the thing that they worshipped. Whatever they worship, they're going to go to that group, go to that group, go to that group. And then at that point, when there's only people that believed in Allah, we're talking people who believed in Allah from Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Muhammad, Isa, والسلام, every believer is still standing. And we talked about at that moment, there will be a, a, another test. All the believers will be standing there. Allah will reveal himself. Now, someone came up to me after and they're like, yo, Sheikh, I thought the greatest blessing in Jannah was that you see Allah. So what's going on here? And I was like, no, it's different. At this moment on the day of judgment, seeing Allah, this is a test. And this isn't even seeing the full splendor of Allah. This is a test of some sort. At that moment, when they see Allah in that moment, is different from when they see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Jannah. 
So Allah reveals his splendor and at that moment, everyone falls down to prostration and some people can't prostrate. And the scholars, they say, it's clear. You had a chance to be of the people of Sajda in this world. And you didn't take the chance to be of the people of Sajda in this world. So now you can't be of the people of Sajda in the Akhirah. Wallahi, this is the thing that should get you up out of, uh, for Fajr, yo. They'll be called to do sajda. They'll try to do sajda. But the Prophet said their whole back will become like one vertebrae, sealed, like no bending. And then they'll fall flat, and they'll fall flat, and they'll fall flat. So all the believers are down in sajda, but these people are still standing. It's call-out day, y'all. It's call-out day. Don't no one know who prayed Fajr or any prayer right now. We all chilling, like, yo. These my peoples, right? Because we we're not exposed in the dunya. Allah covers us in the dunya. Alhamdulillah. Say alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. There's a dua you should read. Alhamdulillah ladhi satar al-qabih wa adhar al-jameel. All praise to Allah who covers up the ugly and brings out what is beautiful. Allahu Akbar. So now at this moment, the, the, everyone falls prostration, but only those who prayed in the world are able to pray at this, at this time. And so just that's a reflection for all of us. And I, I want to say something else. As we talk about this, it's hard for us not to think of our family members. I mean, I'm talking about this and I'm thinking about my non-Muslim family members. I mean, close family members. Ibrahim, his father. The Prophet, his uncle. Like close people to us who we know did... did did such and such pray? Did Amu pray? But you're alive. You can make dua for them still. But I think this journey right now, y'all, is about me and you. You should be thinking about you. This journey, this class is about you focusing on your, where you will be on that day, where you will be in this journey. So this is what we covered last week. Now we move forward, inshallah ta'ala. Bismillah. So we've, everyone has just bowed down. Everyone who could have bowed down, bowed down. Those who did not bow down, the angels pulled them from the group. Pulled them from the group. They're separated now from the rest of the believers. Now, The only people left are anyone who believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who's still left? The mu'mineen wal munafiqeen. Remember, I told you we we're going to talk about the hypocrites today. These were the people that were with the believers in the dunya, but their hearts weren't there. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes, and then everyone bows down, and now we're at this moment. So each group is taken separate. Here we go. At this point, every group that worships something else is taking, taken in their own group. They're taken separate. And the believers are all to the side as well. That happened at the bow down. What each group happens to each group now, the angels, I need you to picture this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, then at that point, Jahannam will be brought. Guys, in these 10 classes, this is the first time Jahannam is being brought forward. This is the first time. Allah says, at that moment, Jahannam will be brought forward. The hadith says 70,000 angels will be pulling this Jahannam by reins. I, and, I, and wallahu alam. But in my mind, like this, this Jahannam is not just a place, but it, it has like life. And it has a job to do. So this Jahannam is rage, raging. 
And the Quran says, When it sees them from afar away, they will hear it start to rage. You know, I was listening to like the, the hurricane, right? I was listening to meteorologists. He's like, yeah, before you start to see rain, you're going to hear this loud, like, loud sound. Like, it, he said, it'll sound like a train. And I was like, subhanAllah. Because this, this verse says, when Jahannam sees them. So it's as, if, it's as if Jahannam sees the people that it's been assigned to. And it's like, don't hold me back. Don't hold me back. But Allah has 70,000 angels, each of them holding a chain, pulling Jahannam back. But it's raging. It's roaring. They'll hear Jahannam before they even see it. And then just notice how it has its own life. The reason I say that, just so you understand, if we fast forward, there's a moment where people are placed into the fire and Allah says to it, do you have room? And it says what? Hal min mazid. You got more? So like, I need you to realize it's not just the place, it has life. It has life. You know why that's crazy to me? Because if you tell me you gotta go, like if I'm in trouble and you told me to go sit somewhere, okay, it could be bad. But if you tell me, yo, go over there, my man's about to handle you. You feel me? It's like, who's your man, yo? I know you, but I don't know that dude. Yeah, he's going to handle you. So it's like this Jahannam has life. It has life. It's like, I know you by name, Mikael. I'm here for you. So they hear it. They hear it. Allah says it has life. At this point, the criminals are all, there are tons of verses about this, this moment right now. Believers are separate, y'all. We, we, we somewhere else right now. We're off to the side. There's a, 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 a journey we're about to go. But at this point, everyone who wasn't with the believers that fell down, they're all now being pushed. They're all being pushed around Jahannam. This Jahannam that is being held back by these angels, 70,000 angels holding it back. The Quran says, Only if you could see. You remember in session like two or three, I was like how hindsight is 2020. So Allah is always telling us, yo, only if you could see, only if you could see, only if you could see, so that we could benefit from what he's telling us will go down right now. So Allah says in this verse, O Muhammad, only if you could see when all of those groups are standing right at the fire, right at the blaze, right there. Remember the point, look, why aren't they just thrown straight in? Why aren't they thrown straight in? Because, you know, people, people do dhulm in this world, y'all. People do wrong. And this is the moment where all wrong is being uh, corrected. So there's a slow process to the punishment. There's a, and that's why also there's a slow process to the honor too. There's a slow process to the honor too. Because we need to bring out how great you are, but we also need to bring out how low you are. So these people are brought forward to this fire and Allah says, فَقَالُوا يَا لَيْتَنَا نُرَدُّ وَلَا نُكَذِّبْ بِآيَاتِنَا وَنَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ The verse says, they'll be standing at the fire and they will say, يَا لَيْتَنَا Oh man, only if I could go back. I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back. The reason why I repeat that over is because we're here right now. 
And the only thing they wish for is to be back in this moment you're experiencing right now. Right now. What, if we could go back, la nukadhib, we would not deny the signs of Allah. And this is my favorite part. And we would be kicking it with the believers. I just want to hang around the believers. The people around Jahannam, they just want to be around believers. Subhanallah, subhanallah. So, so seemingly what happens here is this group is taken directly to the fire and they're forced to sit around it before they're taken into it. Remember, this day is all about increasing the honor of some people and de decreasing the disgrace or increasing the disgrace of the criminals. So now, where are the believers at this moment? Where are the believers? The believers are now being taken towards the sirat. The believers are now being taken towards the sirat. So this is deep. As Jahannam is brought, as Jahannam is brought, this group of those who disbelieved in God, didn't know God, denied God, they're brought close to Jahannam and they're right next to it. But the believers are brought to this bridge that is going over Jahannam. This is called the Sirat. This is called the Sirat. This is a big moment in this journey. So above, this, above Jahannam is this bridge. So now only now with us are from every prophet. It's not just Muhammad Sallallahu Ummah. It's every single Ummah from Adam all the way to Muhammad. Anyone that believed in Allah, anyone that believed in Allah and only worshipped Allah, they're present right there. Brought forward to this bridge. This bridge is set up. Now listen to how the Prophet described it. The Prophet Sallallahu we're taught that right now every person that believed in one Allah is present. This means people of sins, people of major sins, people of small sins, people of hypocrisy still there, they're still there, and the pure people, we're all mixed together. What do we share? One moment in our life we believed in Allah. But we're all different. We're all different. Everyone in this room is so different in their iman. Today is the day of distinction. Everyone's level will be seen today. So now what happens? The, the Prophet ﷺ said, before the bridge is, is darkness. I know this is a theme that's been repeated a few times. But before the bridge, looking forward, the believers are brought forward. There's a hadith I, I, I read here where the Prophet ﷺ was asked, uh, if I could find the hadith. Yes, listen to this. Su'ila Rasul Where will the people be at this moment in the day of judgment? The Prophet said, Hum fi al-jasr. They'll be in darkness right in front of the bridge. So what we understand is this. Right before the bridge is extreme darkness. So if it's dark, what happens? Now you can't move forward. So what happens next? At this moment, at this moment, listen closely. Every person in that gathering is given light. But not light. They're given their light. Their light. Now you may say, well, why did you change it from light to their light? There's a narration by one of the companions that says, All of us are written by our names before Allah. Our sign, how we are, everything. But our light is written too. And a person will be said on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, Ya Fulan, Hadha Nuruk. Ya Fulan, Hadha Nuruk. What, what I'm saying is like, some of us, we, we think of it like, oh, I'll be given light. But imagine it different that this light is yours. This is what you worked on in the dunya. So this is yours right here. It's not someone else's light. This is your light. So what happens next? Everyone is given their light. 
as we get closer to that darkness, picture this, see it, imagine it. Everyone is given their light. We walk into this darkness. And as we walk into this darkness, trying to get to that bridge, which is ahead, at that moment, the munafiqeen, their light goes out. They're, may Allah make us not amongst them. Who are they? The ones who inside they didn't believe, outside they just showed it. Some of the people in the biggest positions are the ones who worry most about this. because They're just showing it. They just let everyone see it. May Allah protect us. So the munafiqeen, their light goes out. Their light goes out. And the Quran explains this in the most beautiful words in Surah Hadid, and I'm going to read it to you. On that day, you will see the believing men and women, their light. Remember what I said? Your light. Their light will go ahead of them from their right side. As a glad tidings for what is coming of Jannah. Here's where it gets heavy. At this moment, when the, when the munafiqun see their light is out, what do they do? The Quran says, munafiqun wal munafiqat. They will say, amanu, nurikum. Yo, hold up, wait for us. We need to borrow some of that light. An angel will say, no, 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 no. Whoever doesn't have light, just step over there, yo. Oh, your light went out? Oh, no, no, no. If your light went out, don't worry. Go right over there. So everyone whose light went out, they separate to the side. And at that point, the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, At that moment, a wall comes down that separates them. No connection anymore. Cut down between them, right between them. Allah says, on the inside is mercy. On the outside of that wall is nothing but the punishment of Allah. But the crazy part is that they can still hear each other. So the Quran says, you, you, you The people that are cut off, they're going to yell over. They will yell. So subhanAllah, I'm imagining this massive wall, like beyond what, like structures that we imagine, huge. And it comes down separating them. But somehow Allah creates it so that we can hear the other side. So there's a dialogue. One of the most crazy things in the Quran, and maybe that could be our next series, is the dialogues of the people of the hereafter. It's crazy, the dialogues. What happens now? These people, they say, you not doing at home. Hey, yo. Well, maybe not, hey, yo, but you You not doing at home. Alam nakum ma'akum. Weren't we with y'all? Alam nakum ma'akum. This is Quran. Alam nakum ma'akum. Were we not with y'all? You know, we were, I was with you at Ramadan, man. I was with you at the fasting. I was with you at the, well, the, 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 the walima. Like, I was with you. Why are y'all cut off from us? And the believers on the other side say, bala. Yes, you were with us. But you kept putting yourself in fitna all the time, yo. You kept putting yourself in fitna. How many of us keep putting ourselves in fitna, yo? Astaghfirullah. And you were waiting low-key for the, for, the, for the Muslims. Yo, tarabbas is when you wait and chill. Let me explain this. You know, tarabbas is when you just sit back and chill. The munafiqeen of, of Medina, they were just waiting for the Muslims to lose. So I'll go to Fajr, I'll go to this stuff, but I know you're going to lose eventually, so it's just kind of like, did they lose yet? Did they lose yet? You were just waiting. You were just waiting for the believers to lose. وَارْتَبَتُمْ And you had nothing but doubts in your heart. وَغَرَّتْكُمُ الْأَمَانِيُّ 
and you were deluded by your false hopes about what you could achieve in life. Hatta Allah until the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came. And that was it. So now what happens? These people are completely separated. Now, what did I say at the beginning? Not everyone whose final place is Jannah goes there first. So these people have been separated from the rest of the group. The wall comes down. They're completely set off. Were we not with you? Now the believers. Who's left, y'all? Yo, inshallah, it's us, yo. The believers are left now. That's it. It's complete separation. Only the people that sincerely believed in Allah. Sincerely, in your heart. Just say in your heart, Ya Allah, I truly believe in you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, I sin, but yo, right now, in your heart, man, this moment. Ya Allah, I truly believe in you. Yeah, I slip up, Ya Allah, but I, I, I'm not a munafiq. I truly believe in you. Say that in your heart right now. So now, the believers, they have their light. But here's where it gets crazy. This bridge is set up. See it, please. See it. The Prophet said this bridge is set up in front of them. On the right side of the bridge, amana comes down. What does amana mean? Trust. And on the left side, raham, kinship. Don't ask me what form it's in, but somehow these two abstract things are now standing present right at the two sides of the entrance of the bridge. Picture it however you can picture it. Amana, were you a trustworthy person or did you cheat people in small stuff? Silly stuff cheating. And on the other side, family relations. Did you at least reach out to your sister, to your cousin, to your ami? Did you at least reach out? Eid Mubarak? You know what I mean? So kinship on one side of the bridge, on one side of the entrance, and the trust. Again, these are abstract terms. As if you ask me how would it look, I don't know. But I just imagine these two great things that Allah says they are this important that at this moment they're at the bridge standing there. So everyone will, they will stand on the side. The two sides of the trust and kinship are there. They're brought down and stood up on the two sides. The prophet described the bridge this way. Picture it however you can. The prophet described it. He said, this bridge is as thin as a hair. It is as sharp as a, ra as a razor. On the sides of the bridge, from the sides, from Hellfire, there are hooks. And I don't get too graphic with this stuff normally, but this is exactly how he explained it. And so I'm just giving you what's real. The Prophet said these are hooks, but these hooks are not just random hooks. The, 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 the hadith says that Mu'alak ma'mura bi man umirat bi. These are hooks that are assigned because they're your sins. You feel me? Each hook is a sin of yours. Remember, that wasn't forgiven, y'all. That wasn't forgiven. That wasn't wiped away because of the hardness of Yom Al-Qiyamah. At this moment, everyone says, I'm done. Everyone in this room is like, yo, shake, I'm done. No, Toba right now. 25 years of sins, gone. Gone, no hooks, done. But we don't do it. Do the Toba. So the Prophet Sallallahu he said that these hooks are ordered to that person to reach for them, to grab for them. Here's the hadith. The Prophet ﷺ, he says, Well, one hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says, The Prophet says, I'll be the first to pass. I got you, I'll go first. And then he says, The Prophet says, after I pass, I'll stand above the bridge 
and I will be saying, Allahumma sallim, 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 sallim. Oh Allah. So subhanAllah. So listen, um, the hadith says, the shi'ar of the believers on the bridge will be Allahumma sallim. A shi'ar is a call. So like, so like in the old days, if you were in a war, it was really hard to distinguish between your peeps and the other peeps. So what would happen is you would have a call sign. So just in case we get close, you say the word and I know who you are. I know you're one of my guys. You feel me? That's called a shi'ar. The Prophet said, you'll hear me. You'll know who I am because I'll be calling Allahumma sallim, Allahumma sallim. So you'll hear his voice. But okay, what's happening now? One by one, each of us is going over this bridge. But remember, you can only move by the light you have. You can only move. It's dark. It's dark, so you only move. The Prophet said in the hadith, I'm going to read straight from the hadith. The Prophet said, he said, The first group of people will fly over this bridge like a flash of light. The companion was like, Speed of light? What does that mean? He didn't even know. Today we like, yeah, you know, light speed, you know, sound has speed, right? But when he said it, the Sahaba was like, what do you mean speed of light? And the Prophet was like, you ever see light flash, like thunder, like that? I just thought that was a little deep, right? It's pretty interesting. <laughs> like it comes and goes quick. The second group, like, like wind. SubhanAllah, right? Allah make it easy for people today, inshallah. Make it easy for them. Like, like a bird flying. Like, like a person running. You will move according to your actions. And our prophet is standing on the bridge. Come on. Yo, yo, y'all don't know, man. When you're in a race, the thing that gives you is people that are with you. And they're by the sideline. They're like, yo, you got this. You can feel like quitting. Like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't feel. But you see that one person on the side that believes in you. And Muhammad believes in you, yo. Muhammad believes. So Muhammad Sallam is there like, you got it. Go. Go. Allahumma sallam. Oh Allah, let him go, go. It's heavy, man. But some people, their actions will run short. A person will come. They can't move except for crawling. In the meantime, these, these hooks from hellfire are ordered to grab this person. The Prophet, he continued to explain this and he said, the person who scratched is saved. The one who scratched is good. To get over that bridge and just be scratched, you're good. But if they grab you, they pull you down. And as I said at the beginning, not everyone whose final home is Jannah goes there first. Goes there first. So the Prophet, he continues, I just want you to get a picture of this bridge and what's happening. They're given their light. They start to travel. Another hadith. He says some people's nur, their light is like a mountain. Some people, their light is above their head. Some people, their light is like the size of a tree. Some people, it's smaller. One person. Listen to this. The last person. You know, like, I read this and I don't even know if I should say, Oh, Allah, don't make me that person. Or Allah, yeah, you feel me, Haytham? You get what I'm saying? The last person given their light. Like, if you were on the other side, you would die to be this dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the last person given his light is a person whose light is like their thumb. Their thumb. 
It's dark. They're trying to walk. They can't see. So the hadith says, It lights up, but then it goes out. Whenever it lights up, he steps forward one step. Whenever it goes out, he stops moving. I don't know which way to go. I can't see anything. Yo, listen. It's real. We don't treat, treat any of these things the prophet taught as symbolic. We believe in it, like, as it is. That's how we explained it. But the symbolism here is deep, y'all. Don't you realize every day in prayer we say, mustaqim"? And don't you realize some of us walk with that light on, shining all, every moment? And some of us turn that light off? If the symbolism is crazy. Do you feel me what I'm saying? Some people that light, they like, I ain't going to sing again. Remember I sung this song? This little light of mine, whatever. Y'all don't know about that. Y'all don't know about that. It's okay. We got a lot of different people here today, so I got to act nice. No, like, it's in my head now, dang. No, stop. They're shaking their singing, singing Christian songs and stuff, yo. Allah, Allah. No, seriously, like, the symbolism is very powerful, okay? The symbolism is so powerful because you can live by this light in this world all the time or you could be someone that keeps turning that light off and you live by it every now and then. And But this is the way some people will be on that bridge. The light will light up, they'll take a step, light will turn off. Light will turn off. The Prophet wasallam. I'm going to continue this hadith. He says, إِذَا أَضَاءَ Then they'll, they'll start, فَيَمُرُّونَ يَمُرُّونَ عَلَى السِّرَاطِ How much time? What's the time? 8.10? Okay. يَمُرُّونَ They'll cross over the sirat, this bridge. And as they're going, he talks about the different speeds. It's a different hadith. And then the, the narration continues that the last person, the person that crosses the bridge after a long time, time is not linear. We always have this linear thing of time. Qiyamah time is not linear. This person finally crosses this bridge and this person, he says, this hit me so hard, this is authentic hadith. This person goes, minki. He looks at the bridge and he goes, all praise to Allah who saved me from you. We just saw you, but we got over it. This is the last person to get over the bridge and he crawled over and he says, Allah has given me something he ain't give nobody else. Do you realize how grateful this dude is? People been chilling 600,000 years ahead of him already, like walking through the gates. This dude crawled over the bridge, barely got over because the deeds was slacking. But he says, Allah gave me something ain't nobody get. Allahu Akbar. That just shows how much of a blessing it is. The symbolism is powerful. The symbolism is powerful. We, we, we ask Allah to guide us on the sirat every day, all day. And just whenever you say that word, y'all, remember the sirat, man. Jahannam below, hooks grabbing, yo. Those small sins, hooks, man, hooks, hooks. How many small hooks can you take? Allah make it easy for us. The last thing I want to talk about. Last thing. I'll make sure we end on time, inshallah. So... The Quran speaks about a group called Ashabul A'raf, the people of the wall or the people of the heights. You remember the wall I said came down between? That wall that was in between? On this massive wall, 
There, are, there is a, 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 a horde of people that are a special type of people because these are the peoples whose hasanat and sayyat were all equal. Remember, one deed in the good, Jannah. One deed too much in the bad, the person may have to go to the hellfire first, na'udhu billah. But what about the person that was equal, like literally equal? The Prophet said he spoke about this. So I want to talk about this group. So the narration of Ibn Mas'ud, this is in Ibn Kathir I'm reading from. It says that, وَمَنْ إِسْتَوَتْ حَسَنَاتُهُ وَسَيِّيَاتُهُ كَانَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ الْأَعْرَافِ This is the last thing will be done. The person whose sayyat and their hasanat are equal, they will be of the people of A'raf, the people on this wall. فَوَقَفُوا عَلَى sirat. The sirat is, is there, they're above it. They didn't even go over it yet. Now the Quran says, ثُمَّ عَرَفُوا أَهْلَ الْجَنَّةِ So the, the verse is very beautiful. I could read the verses to you from A'raf. Uh, What's the verse? There we go. There's a wall between. We already talked about that wall between. These people are on the top of the wall. When they look to the side of the people of hellfire, they say, They look at, these people are, are watching both sides. So they see what's happening there. They see what's happening there. When they look to the people of hellfire that are going in that direction, what do they say? Please don't let us be with these oppressive people. But then when they look to the other side, they say, Allah says they look over to the people of Jannah. They're at this elevated place. Their deeds were equal. They can't move either way. Ibn Masood says they don't have enough deeds to get them in, but they don't have enough sins to to push them over there. They're right in the middle. So what happens? They look at the people of, 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 uh, of, of Iman. They say, Salamun Alaikum. Salam, don't forget about us, y'all. They still have their light. Ibn Mas'ud says they still have their light, but they can't move yet. Ibn Mas'ud and others, they say, once, once the, everyone gets in, Based of these people's hope in Allah, they never lost hope in Allah. These people will be made of the people of Jannah and they'll go in after the people that were there before. So Ibn Masood said, due to their never losing hope, and that's what I want to end on today. We talked about this bridge over hellfire that is, that is sharp as a razor and thin as a, as, as a hair. This deen feels like it's thin as a hair sometimes, y'all. The Prophet said, at the end of times, holding on to your deen will feel like you're holding on to hot coal. It's going to get hard. It will be hard. Just the way that bridge is thin, holding on to the deen gets hard sometimes. But don't ever lose hope. The Prophet believes in you. The Prophet is at the bridge saying, you got this. You got this. You got this. We can push forward. So because these people never, ever lose, lost hope, uh, they will be amongst the people that enter into Jannah. Ibn Abbas, he says, Asur makan. They are on top of that place. Listen to this. This is beautiful. We'll end with this. They, they enter into Jannah last. And we're not there yet, but we can end with this, this narration. 
Finally, Allah says, oh, by the way, why are they now also let in? Y'all know sometimes waiting, you know when you were in trouble, waiting for your pops to get home was scarier than when he actually got home? Some of the scholars, they're like, they waited so long and they were so scared, that was the expi expiation of their sins. You feel me? Like that weight kills you. That weight kills you. So that's the expiation. So now, now Allah wants to give them afiyah. What does Allah say to them? There's a river right in front of Jannah called Hayat. Allah says, take them into this river. He describes how it looks and the things around it. They jump in it. Their color is made beautiful. Their appearance is made beautiful. And then after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to them, Tamannu mashitta. Think about what you want. Fatamannona. Hatta in umniyatuhum. They will start to imagine until they run out of things to imagine. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, For you is what you imagine, and 70,000 times that. And these people are then led into Jannah. I think we'll end there. Um, we are getting closer to the end. I think we only have about three sessions left, roughly. Max, I know some people are how many sessions. Um, we have to still discuss the entry into, uh, into uh, Jannah, the entry into Jahannam, a bit about Jannah and a bit about Jahannam. Um, today was about the Sirat, that bridge. And if you want to just take one lesson home, just, just imagine that Sirat and that walking on that Sirat and realizing those hooks are there and you're going to have to walk over that and your light will be given to you. And that light is what you can control right now. This isn't out of your control. You control that light right now. You control that right now. So realize that this is in our control. Feel empowered and never ever lose hope. The one thing shaitan wants us to do is feel like we're a lost cause. What Allah wants us to believe is that, you know the hadith, yo, can I end with this? What time is it for real, for real? 18, perfect. I'm gonna end with this. Now it's gonna make sense to you. The Prophet said in a sound hadith, Bukhari and Muslim, that Allah is so happy when you make tawbah. He is happier than a person, and he made an analogy, a person who was in the desert, had all of their stuff in their car, on their camel. And the, they went, they laid down, and they woke up, and the camel was gone. Your car was stolen. It was jacked. It was gone. Everything gone. You in the middle of nowhere. And this person realizes, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm done. I am, I'm finished. So this person lays under the tree and says, I'm just going to lay here until I die. They fall asleep. They wake up. They see that camel right there. And this person jumps up with joy. At that moment, the Prophet said, Allah is more happy with your returning to him than this person is when their camel returns to them. So do tawbah. This isn't, it's not inevitable. A lot of us are like, yo, Sheikh, I'm a big sinner. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. Now, what we'll talk about next week is intercession. Um, I just want to introduce it. Intercession is that some people will end up, as I said, some people whose home is Jannah don't go there first. So before we get into Jannah, some people are going to go back and get their homies. And we'll talk about that next week, inshallah. Inshallah. All right. Questions was a bit heavy last week. I think we're going to like...
I'm gonna take like one question, all right? Or two, two max. Cause y'all can be getting specific. Y'all like, how, how wide is the bridge? I'm like, <laughs> like, how many amps is my light? Like, yo, dude, this is the unseen, okay? The prophet gave us details and they're amazing details. No other religion, Christianity, Judaism has so much detail about the akhirah, but y'all be wanting like the, like, the DD details. Yeah, brother, go ahead. <laughs> And then sister in the green, I think your hand was up. Go ahead. What about people who um, reject or they didn't get the message, the key message? Yeah, their judgment is completely different. Great question. So, so there's called Ahlul Fatara. Where's my class, uh, year one, year two students? Ahlul Fatara. Okay, so this is a great question. Um, so all of us, we were 12 years old, we probably thought this. What about someone who lives on an island, never heard of Muhammad Sallallahu I'm sure you were 12 years old, okay, I know. Um, it's very simple. The Prophet spoke about people called Ahlul Fatara. Ahlul Fatara, Fatara is a gap. It's in between two things. These are people that never got the message of Isa and never got the message of Muhammad. Why? Because it just never reached them, obviously, because of where they live or the time that they live and so on and so forth. So the main thing is this. Their judgment is completely different. Their judgment is based solely on knowing Allah is one. According to the majority of scholars, if they just know that Allah is one in their heart, they are amongst the people of Jannah, yo. You hear me? Does that include people who heard the message the version? Yes. Yo, you already know. You ask me, you already know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, so some, someone asked me, like, somebody living in the middle of Nebraska, like, all the, I'm just using Nebraska, all right, whatever. <laughs> if you're from Nebraska, my bad. <laughs> like, they're just working, trying to make ends meet, never had a chance to hear from no masjid, this, that. Some scholars like that person hasn't gotten the message yet. They will be held accountable on the day of judgment for amount of knowledge that they had access for. There are some scholars that go, no, you had the opportunity. Now me, I'm a convert. So I'll say to you, everyone knows inside they have this question. Some people ignore it. Some people just choose to ignore it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept. Let me get one sister, one sister, just because y'all going. Uh, uh, so, uh, yes, right there. Yes. No. According to the narrations I read, these people, their punishment, enough is waiting. She asked, sorry, are, do the people of Araf go to Jahannam first? May Allah protect. It's so hard to talk about these things. No. The narrations I read say that they are forgiven and allowed into Jannah. That wait was enough of a punishment. Okay, last one. Last, like last. No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. No, the light is based on what you did in this world here. Yes, inshallah. The light is, is based on what you did here and not impacted by that moment. You're talking about how we give some deeds, unfortunately. No, inshallah, the light is from your life here, what you did, what you worked on your light here. Tayyib, let's stop there. Come see me after. I'll be chilling. We'll be kicking it, inshallah. Listen, let's make a dua. May Allah accept from us. Ya Allah, Rabbana taqabal minna inna kanta samiyur aneem. Wa tuba alayna ya mawlana inna kanta tawabur rahim. Allahumma Rabbana taqabal minna inna kanta samiyur aneem. Ya Allah, we ask you, please forgive our sins, ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to make this a gathering by which when we stand up, every one of our sins is forgiven, Ya Allah. Every small and major sin we turn to you, Ya Allah, and we promise, Ya Allah, as much as we have control, we promise never to turn back to those sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to make us of those people who fly over the sirat like lightning, Ya Allah. 
Ameen, Ya Allah. Please make us amongst those people, Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Subhanahu Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun. Wa Salamun Alil Mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Subhanahu Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun. Wa Salamun Alil Mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum.